0: Hey, welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths, and my hope is that you'd be transformed by the power of the gospel. Now, in today's episode, I want to speak to you from the subject of you need to finish well. You need to finish well. If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. Hear the word of the Lord, it says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. This is the word of the Lord. So journaling has become a regular practice for me. You know, I like to write. I love writing songs. I love to journal. And when I have my time with the Lord, I like to reflect on where I am in life. And lately, I've been reflecting on finishing strong, finishing my Christian race well. Because I think You know many of us you know including myself you know we we can become professional starters you know we start things and we just don't follow through and and god has called us uh, not only to start well but to finish well you know and my heart breaks for for men and women of faith who who did not finish well you know in in the christian life you know those who are no longer walking with jesus and I noticed that the pattern is usually something along this line. They stop being connected to a church, um, then they entertain a secret sin, whether that's a sexual sin or, or any sin. You know, for a lot of people, the love of money lures them away from the Lord and they eventually abandon the faith. Um, now, you and I, need to finish strong, and there will be things in this life that will distract you and I from uh, what the author of Hebrews would say, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Now, statistics uh, statistics tell us that um, on average, one out of 10 who start in full-time ministry at the age of 20, they finish strong by the age of 65. That's one out of 10. Think about that. And here's a couple of common reasons. Number one, they get discouraged. Discouragement settles in and they just want to quit. Number two, they have a sexual scandal, right? Number three, they fall in love with making money. Um, Number four, a lot of people neglect uh, their family. Uh, Some people have a substance abuse problem. or, Or here's another one. To think that this just can't happen to me. And if that's your line of thinking, I want to remind you of 1 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. Now, let me add this. You know, if you're a Christian, you are in full time ministry, whether you're a stay at home mom, whether you are an accountant, computer programmer, uh, whether you're on the road during the week. Whether you have your own business, you are in full-time ministry if you are a Christian. And what's your job? Your job is to fulfill the Great Commission, and that is to make disciples. And discipleship starts in the home. And I think that what separates those who finish and those who don't is this one word, endurance. And I hope that by the end of today's message, you will realize that we finish strong by fixing our eyes on Jesus. In our text today that I read earlier, Paul says that his life is being poured out like a drink offering. So Paul is writing a commentary on his life in these couple of verses. He's close to the end of his life. And, you know, usually when people are close to death, they're very honest. So he's speaking to us with a very, very open heart. He's being vulnerable with us. And he says in verse six, I am being poured out like a drink offering. And he says, the time for my departure is near. So here's a man who poured his life into people. I mean, this guy was a servant. He, he, he made so many sacrifices to advance the gospel and to build the church. And in our text, Paul is calling Timothy to stay faithful. He's saying, hey, When you get to the end of your life, you need to finish well. In fact, Timothy, I'm going to pass this baton to you, and I want you to run your race and be faithful in your sphere of influence, because all of us have a sphere of influence. So Paul says, hey, the time for my departure is near. You know, he just knew his time had come. You know, and sometimes people, they just know when it's time to die. Now, I don't know how Paul knew, but he knew. And he uses this word departure, and that's exactly what death is. It is a departure. You know, we arrived into this world and then we depart. So he says, my time has come. And Paul tells us, I am being poured out like a drink offering. I want us to think about this. All of us that are listening to the sound of my voice are pouring our lives into something, whether that's your career, uh, business, looks, we're investing our time and energy into something. And, And whatever we trust to bring us satisfaction, whatever we trust to bring us security, and whatever that thing is that makes you feel important, that is your idol because all of us look to something to 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 assure ourselves that we've lived a good life. So I think it's important that we examine our lives for idols. And I want to encourage you today to invest and pour your life into that which is eternal. So Paul was being poured out. And as he speaks to us about finishing well, and as we as we consider finishing well, the question we ought to ask ourselves is, hey, how do we run this Christian race? And how can we finish well? And I want to answer that question today, to the best of my ability. And I want to begin with the most important point, And it's a basic one. And here it is, it's falling in love with Jesus every day. My mentor told me "Val, the secret to ministry is falling in love with Jesus every single day. But what does that look like for us every single day? Well, I think practically we need to develop a daily routine to to connect with the Lord. Now, this is not complicated, but it is costly. It will cost us something. So, I'm going to quickly share four areas to focus on when you have your time with the Lord. And these are things that I focus on that have been um, very helpful for me. So, the first one is Bible reading. You know, and When we read our Bibles, I think it's important to focus on depth, not distance. You know, instead of trying to tackle six chapters a day, maybe take a couple of verses. Focus on depth, not distance. Number two, prayer. And prayer is simple. We pour our heart out to the Lord. Remember, it's not even so much about how we pray, God just simply wants to hear from us. And if you're like, well, I don't know what to pray, pray whatever you got, pray honest prayers. Number three, meditation, and also number four, journaling. Now, the goal of meditation is to hide God's word <clears throat> in our hearts, because nothing goes into our hearts until it goes to our minds first. It has to enter the mind first before it can get to the heart. So let me give us one example of how to meditate. Uh, Mark 1 says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So very famous verse. So the first step to meditation is to emphasize each word of the verse. So I can say, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Or I could say, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So I'm emphasizing certain words of the verse. Number two, and I learned this from the second step I learned from Tim Keller. He says, ask yourself, what would be lost in the verse if I took a specific word out? That's so good. Or number three, we can paraphrase the verse. That's another way to meditate. And here's what I love about meditation. The Bible says this about those who meditate. Psalm one three, it says he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season. Think about this meditation provides stability in our lives. And I think if we're going to finish well, we need to be stable. So my first point in finishing well is that we need to fall in love with Jesus every day. We need to keep the main thing, the main thing. And what is that? It's walking with the Lord. And I would encourage us to ask ourselves, okay, what is it that robs me of my passion for Jesus? And what is it that stirs my passion for Jesus? And whatever stirs your passion for the Lord, focus on those things and feast on those things, right? Like for me, I love sports, but too much sports, honestly, because I'm very competitive, (laughs) can rob me of my passion, Uh, certain music as well, or too much fishing. Now, these are all good things. These are not bad things. But hear me, they can become idols fast. So we have to ask ourselves, what is it that stirs my passion for the Lord and cut out what robs us of our passion for Jesus? So if we're going to finish well, we need to keep the main thing, the main thing, and that is falling in love with Jesus every day. Number two, we need to fight good fights. Second Timothy 4, 7, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. That's his way of saying, hey, pick your battles wisely. Are you fighting good battles? In fact, I would encourage you to ask yourself the question, is this battle even worth fighting? Right? Right? There's some battles that are worth fighting. Like we need to protect our peace. That, that, that's a good battle. We need to fight to carve out time throughout the day to spend with Jesus and not let busyness get in the way, right? Like that's a good, good fight. Like fight on your knees as you continue to pray for your kids to get saved. I mean, that that's, that is a great fight. Fighting to keep the peace in our homes. And let me just add this. You know, one of the best phrases we can learn to say is, I was wrong. (laughs) And it takes a lot of humility to say that, but that will save us a lot of fighting. Um, and if we are secure, I think we're going to be able to say, Hey, I was wrong. Just want to throw that in there. So Paul says, I have fought a good fight. Then he says in verse seven, he says, I have finished the race. He says, Hey, I didn't throw in the towel. I put my mind to it and I finished even when he got discouraged, misunderstood, depressed, Paul kept his eyes on Jesus and he finished. Second Corinthians four nine. He says, I've been struck down, but not destroyed. And Paul went through some things, you know, and, and let me just add this for, for those of us who are like type A people who have our whole lives mapped out, uh, which is totally not me. Uh, it's good to plan. But don't leave God out of the picture, because there, there, there's going to be moments in our lives where, man, God will take us on detours. He's going to interrupt our plans. And our job as Christians is to just stay available to whatever God has for us. So, 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 yes, we plan, but we don't leave God out of our planning. Acts 16, 7, this is a famous text. Paul says, he tried to go to Bithynia and the Bible says the spirit did not permit them. Think about this. Paul had plans. He's like, I'm going there. Here's what God does. He's like, I'm going to close that door. I want to encourage us. Let's live with open hands and say, Lord, what's next? Instead of just tapping into our comfort zone and just saying, just staying there. And I'm preaching this to myself first. But our jobs as believers is to stay available. Lastly, Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, he says, I've kept the faith. You know, we all want to leave something behind. I know I do. Yeah. You know, when I get close to death and when I pass and, you know, the best thing that I want to leave behind is keeping the faith is uh, honestly, it's just it's finishing strong. I think that's a good gift that we can give to our families. That's the best gift that we can give them. Now, I think many don't finish well because we become very confident in our abilities and we start to think that we don't need God anymore. And here's what I've learned in my life that an unhealthy confidence usually leads to prayerlessness where we just don't depend on God like we used to. You know, I've been in ministry 17 years now and I I can honestly say, you know, I used to pray more before preparing my sermons. And and sometimes I catch myself trusting techniques that I learned in Bible college instead of waiting to hear from the Lord. And and the Lord has been convicting me of that. Listen, don't be so confident in yourself. Depend on God, because the thought of this can't happen to me when we have that thought, that's a red flag. You know, we hear about leaders who have had sexual scandals you know money scandals and we say nah you know this ain't gonna happen to me this can't happen to me i mean come on and listen you're in danger if you think that way stay on guard because we have an enemy who is out to destroy us and paul says in second timothy 4 7 he says i have fought it is a daily fight that you and i have to engage in and listen the devil has been studying us and he knows where to hit us so stay dependent on the lord and don't be overly confident in yourself. Another reason people don't finish well is because they don't guard their hearts against bitterness. I think if we're going to finish well, we have to guard our hearts because people will sin against us along the way. You know, and every person listening to sound of my voice, you're probably carrying some type of wound. It could be from uh, your family. Uh, you know, some of us become have become bitter maybe by the church and our, our hearts have become hard. Um, maybe it's something that was spoken over you that's left you scarred. In fact, you might be struggling to forgive somebody right now. And, and can I just encourage you and tell you, let it go. Um, I'll never forget, uh, right before I was gonna enroll in Bible college, and I, I told my friends, man, and, and I was stoked, okay, I'm like, I'm gonna be a pastor. You know, I was excited. And, and one of my friends said, Hey, you don't have the brains to be a pastor. And I remember I got very offended and I grew bitter. And I walked around with offense. Um, My heart was hard. And I didn't want to see my friend. In fact, if I saw him at the mall, I would take a turn into some random story. <laughs> and act like I didn't see him, right? Uh, we've all done that, right? It's like, you're trying to walk into Nike, you're like, nope, I'm gonna go to champs instead. Right? But I was offended. And I had to call him and let him know, hey, I- I was offended when, fill in the blank, and and, and I had to speak to him, I, I had to get that off my chest. And I share that to say, hey, if we stay bitter, we're not going to finish well. We have to guard our hearts against offense, against bitterness. and We have to learn to let things go. So we finish well by falling in love with Jesus every single day, by fighting good fights, and keeping our eyes on Jesus. And can I just add this? Let's remember our Christian race started with grace and it will end with grace. And by the grace of God, we can finish well.